Anonymous One Podcast. Welcome in, everybody. Uh, first video. I've been wanting to do this for a while now. Um, it's been a long time coming, to be honest with you. Um, podcasting, I mean, it takes a lot of planning. Uh, you got to have a vision for it. Um, you have to have a direction, know where you want to do, where you want to go with it. And um, I want to just jump right in. First episode, I've uh, got a topic of discussion to talk about. And um, first topic is, you know, with the NBA, involving the NBA, mainly a lot of a lot of pro sports, but mainly the NBA. Um, you know, what we're seeing a lot more of now, more than ever, injuries. So, I mean, we have players that have come back from a shortened off season, um, no training camps or a very short training camp. Um, a lot of guys on new teams. You got teams like the Raptors playing in Tampa Bay, things like that. All these factors factor into what the NBA is dealing with right now. Um, allegedly, you know, you can turn on a game right now. It can say Lakers Clippers and, you know, Anthony Davis might not be playing. LeBron's not playing. Kawhi not playing. Paul George not playing all on the same night. Um, it's something that the NBA has to deal with. It's something that, you know, they have to figure it out and um, figure out a way to get these guys rest. You know, at the end of the day, we're talking about soft tissue injuries, bruises. Um, we're talking about hamstring pulls, calf strains, pectoral muscle injuries, um, all kind of things that come from proper training, proper rest, proper recovery. And um, I think it's costing the NBA a lot this year. Uh, one thing I will say, it is kind of interesting how, you know, these teams are using injuries now as a form of, you know, resting players. And I don't think the NBA has a huge problem with that. I think they have to appear like they have a problem with that. But I think that it works for the NBA. Um, as far as the ratings are concerned, um, you know, they have to figure out how to not have so many players on so many different teams out. But when you're playing you know, four games a week, three and four games a week, chances are you're going to bump knees or you're going to take one to the thigh or, you know, your overloads your, your quad or, you know, all th kind of things like that. One interesting thing that is stayed on my mind, it has stayed on my mind for a long time now, two years just about. I think it was the playoffs like where Kevin Durant tore his ACL or his Achilles rather and, um, it was a different game. I think the Nuggets were playing, and they were going to commercial break. And you know where usually Mark Jackson, before commercial break, he'll, Mama, there goes that man again, or hand down, man down. Or, you know, he usually trails into the intros, the commercial break with that. And um, Reggie Miller was doing this game. And one time he said, it's the playoffs. You have to manufacture your own injuries. And then he said, I mean, energy right after. And although, you know, obviously I could be overthinking it, maybe not. But um, he could have been talking about energy, but he could have been talking about injuries. I have seen some questionable injuries and I've seen some questionable returns from injuries. I, I mean, don't get me wrong, like injuries happen. But I think that when you're dealing with millions of billions of dollars in, in assets, a.k.a. basketball players, football players, but for the sake of this conversation, NBA players, when you're dealing with these guys, you know, 
you do want to protect that asset. At the end of the day, you want to present a, a good product to the people, but you want to preserve your big picture as, um, asset, which is, you know, these guys' bodies. And, um, you know, I, I wouldn't put it, I wouldn't put it past a billion dollar corporation to use injuries as a way or, you know, little, it doesn't have to be like, obviously severe injuries happen. You know, we watched UFC this past weekend and guys legs snapped in half. You can't, you can't fake that. There's no question in that, but there are some questionable occurrences in pro sports where guys need rest, you know, off out of character rest. I'll say like that, you know, to the camera, He's LeBron, and he's big and strong, and he's always eaten and killed. And, but, you know, behind closed doors, he's a guy, you know, that has been at it for a long time and probably needs some rest. Knowing LeBron, he probably don't want to rest. He probably wants to be on the court. Uh, knowing the Lakers organization, they probably want him on the court. They probably would have had him on the court already, in my opinion. I think the NBA told LeBron, hey, man, chill out. Like, we need ratings in the playoffs. And in case you haven't noticed, whoever has the best chance to beat LeBron gains a whole new fan base each season. I remember back when he played for the Heat and the Pacers had Paul George and Hibbert and they were hyping them up as the great, oh my God, so many Pacers fans. There's a lot of Paul George fans just from that era, just because he gave the East a chance to beat LeBron. A lot of Spurs fans came from because of LeBron. A lot of Warriors fans came because of LeBron. Um... Clippers fans last year came because of LeBron. We had preseason Clippers fans that were pulling for the Clippers all year because they felt like they were going to beat LeBron. Those guys switched over to the Nets this year. So, you know, let's not poo-poo the fact that the playoffs wouldn't be the same without LeBron. At this point, we with KD being, you know, hurt, there's not really anybody. There's people you want to watch because of talent and because of marketability and who they are and, you know, what kind of entertainment value they have. But I think the thing that has built into LeBron's career so far anyway is, you know, the the longevity of his narrative, the longevity of his story, how long his storyline has been going. This guy has been under a closed eye since 2002 been in the league since 2003 and ever since he's been in the league there's you know pretty much every year expectations for him so i think the the length the the lengthy expectation of lebron is more captivating than if he's going to win or lose obviously if he's going to you know if somebody's going to knock him off you know that would be great tv you know from a from a tv standpoint but you know also to see how his career plays out now becomes the biggest thing the NBA has. How LeBron fades into the sunset. That that's that's everything the NBA has right now. Greek Freak has no three point shot. KD can't stay healthy. Kyrie can't stay healthy. Uh MB can't stay healthy. Ben Simmons has no jumper. Who is it, man? Uh they don't have a complete guy yet. I mean LeBron had a, some flaws in his game, but you know, they don't have a guy even close to that that's that's sub thirty. You know what I mean? All the guys I just listed, they're they're thirty. You know, Jason Tatum, a lot of work to do before he can. You know, a lot of work to do. But I mean, overall, there's nobody in the league that has like that has the game figured out LeBron the way LeBron did early on. So you know, I think they recognize that. I think that's a good reason to say, hey, you know, pump the brakes. 
make sure, you know, before he's back on the court, he's good, he's LeBron. And that's another thing. When you're dealing with pro sports, I think one of the things that we totally, you know, overlook or the casual fan definitely doesn't even, their mind doesn't even go there, is, uh, you know, the fact that they're expected to come out and, and play like themselves every time. That's that's more impressive to me than like you know actual skill set of some of these guys it's the fact that you can come out and average 25 a night and look like yourself and put on a show and give the game nuance things like that i think uh that's a big deal man to you know you don't turn on an nba game nfl nhl mlb you don't turn on mls you don't turn on any pro sport and see a guy hobbling from the start, like starting a game, grabbing his ankle and holding his neck. And he he like this before the jump ball, and he's hurting. You don't see that. So you know they take care of the guys uh, and girls, and they make sure that they're putting a good product on the TV for you to watch. Which is you know that's the main thing. They 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 owe these uh, network companies millions of dollars. They have to have a certain amount of ratings, a certain amount of viewer a certain viewership rating, I think it's called, view rating. And they have to sell these commercials. They have to keep people watching during these commercial breaks. And that's the main thing, man. The main thing isn't basketball. The main thing is getting the money from these networks, okay? So with that all in mind, you realize that um, it's in the NBA's best interest to control the narrative. Now... One thing that injuries does injuries can do, control narrative. So would we be having this great race, this 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 feeling of like mystique about the playoffs if everything was in order? If all the guys were playing 70, 75 games? No. Not at all. Yeah, the Jazz might still be up there, but you'd have your Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, I'll say Jazz, then Suns. Okay. That's it. And then let's say the East, I mean, you'd have the, the Nets, Philly, and then from there, so I, I, I can't even call it because the Celtics are trash. They just lost to the to the Thunder as I'm recording this, uh, who had lost 15 games in a row. So you wouldn't have as much, you know, mystique. I think that's something that the NBA hasn't had in a while that, you know, this COVID and uh, COVID protocol thing is is allowing is allowing them to sit guys um impact teams winning uh percentage and the the standings you know having it so you know lebron and ad kd and harden uh Kawhi and paul george they all just get healthy right at the 10 games left mark or the 12 game left mark or the 15 game left mark now we have a great race towards the playoffs now we get viewership on these small market games where the the Mavericks. I just watched the Mavericks and uh, man, who were they playing? It was a horrible game. I wa I just watched the Mavericks play against some bums, and uh, mainly it was because they're basically one game behind the Lakers. And Lakers won last night. Wanted to see if the Mavs would win. It forced me to watch a small market team, um, and that happens almost every night. From at this point, I'm watching you know a team that's in the race play against a team that's out of the race you might have one game against the you know a, a two teams that are really in there but those are your your marquee games that are you know broadcast on your 
on your major networks. These games, you know, you pull up the streams and you're watching these small teams that don't usually get a lot of views. Um, you're watching them. So, hey, doesn't that work for the NBA, big picture-wise? I would say this. I spend the majority of my life, um, definitely in my, you know, my young man days, my teenager days, watching pro sports from through a certain lens. And uh, as I, you know, as you get older, you kind of want to get more out of things. Uh, things can't just be for entertainment at this point. Obviously, entertainment is entertainment, but can't just be entertainment anymore. Uh, you know, once you have kids and, you know, you have to start giving lectures and have to start teaching how to be a person and how to be respected out here in this world. It makes you just, everything just kind of goes to life. So, you know, that's kind of my message towards people, younger people, the next generation coming up watching sports is, you know, find things to look for. Um, these are successful people, man. No matter, you know, how they got there or how long. Uh, if you're watching a professional athlete, you're watching somebody that has figured out discipline and figured out work ethic and, and figured out how to stand out. And um, those are things that, man, look, you might have it in high school, but, you know, after school, you have to generate that stuff. You have to generate momentum. You have to generate... Um, enthusiasm towards reaching a goal you have to generate uh you know your goal reaching methods those have to be things that you know you wake up and do or you know you'll get stagnant in life because you know at the end of the day you know nothing's given in this world you know there's things that are attainable obtainable easier than others but you know for the most part nothing's given in this world or in this life and uh you know when you watch pro sports now when i watch pro sports you know i'm I'm waiting for a team to get down by 10. I want to I want to watch their I watch the stream. So, you know, during timeouts, they don't go to commercial break. They go to the arena camera and you get to see the the coaches talking to the players and the players talking to each other and some players sitting off to the side by themselves not talking. And you just want to see body language. You want to see, you know, a guy blows a wide open shot that the team needs to win. How do their teammates react to him? How do they in interact with him? You know, how do they do they encourage him? You know, are people's face downcast? Um, you know, are how is their body language? And, you know, you carry that over to your real life, you know, when you go through things and, um, you know, one of your friends drops the ball, you know, leaves you hanging or doesn't come through for you. You know, you just revert back to, to different ways you've seen it handled. And, and it's just another growing opportunity. It doesn't have to be just you sitting there watching a game. You can watch people and uh, you can watch intentions. You know, guy has a bad shooting night. How is he handling himself out there? You know, these guys are, when they fail, they fail in the public eye. You know, imagine that. So, you know, how are, how are they handling failure? How are they handling a bad game? How, you know, guy misses a game-winning free throw. How does he react? You know, how is his, how is his posture in the post game? You know, things like that are, you know, for a young person to tune in to that kind of stuff and to catch on to things and to, to catch on to these little sound bites that these these athletes give, you know, about staying even killed, about getting rest, you know, about putting in the work behind closed doors, respecting your game, respecting your craft. I think I I was young and I, I watched uh it was a Kobe interview and he was saying, um, you know, I, I want to give everything inside of me to my craft. At the end of the day, I want to look back and be able to say, I didn't miss anything. You know, I gave it all. I left it all out there. 
you know everything the creator gave you inside of you it's it's on you to maximize on it and um you know that's something that you know i'm still learning about to this day and still still grinding still working on on doing that myself you know yeah that's that for me that's everything that's everything man so um i would say for the youth you know you want to you want to stay focused on obviously you're gonna you know <laughs> obviously you're gonna do what the youth do but you know you want to you want to grab something out of every opportunity you know if you're gonna sit there and watch three hours of basketball man you can't just come out of the basketball game you can't come away from it with just who won and who lost man you got to find something and uh i think those guys do a great example of you know giving you pretty much a little bit of everything you get to see guys overreact you get to see guys who have you know amazing self-control and discipline um and you, you get to see guys have to deal with repercussions you know and you get to see how guys deal with losing and that's that's important how you deal with a loss you know how you come back and approach the next game translates to life too easily you know how you deal with a bad day um a bad day at work you one of your co-workers gets on your nerves your boss is on you you know how do you come back the next day are you still talking about that last shot you missed the day before are you still talking about that argument you had with your co-worker or, you know, do you have the ability to move on to the next shot, the next day, the next conversation, the next customer, the next task at hand? You know, these things you get to see in sports if you have the eye for it. Um, to me, that's more important than, than, you know, watching guys put a ball through the hoop. You know, at the end of the day, once, you, once you've spent enough time in the gym and around the game, you know, you, you, you just begin to want more from it. So what more can we get out of it? You know, are we are we just going to be prisoners of the moment and and only worry about the surface or are we going to move beyond the surface and um, grab more from life? I really just wanted to touch down, y'all. Intro to Anonymous One podcast, Anonymous One Sports. Um, I'm excited and you know, everything is going to get better. The music is going to get better. <laughs> Camera's gonna get better, the mic will get better, the production, the video editing, it'll get better. Right now, touch base. Um, really just introduce the podcast, man. It's a big deal for me. So if you have any suggestions or uh you wanna talk about any topics, uh definitely leave a leave a comment below. Um, let me know what you think I should talk about or talk about, and you know, I'll I'll drop a video immediately. No problem. But uh, sign off right here, and you know I look forward to talking sports, family, health, business, life. You know I'm always talking about these kids, so you know my kids are are one of my favorite topics. Look forward to another video. Definitely check back tomorrow. You never know.